Derek, hello. I'm Tony. I'm I'm Derek. Wow, we really suck. It's been a while. Yeah, dude. And uh, here's where I'm at with this is I'm a little nervous going into this because it's kind of like. Because you know you're wrong. No, 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 no. Stop. Here's where I'm I'm at is it's like it's like two NFL coaches and I accidentally shared my playbook thinking it was a good idea and I don't think it was a good idea. And I sent you my notes from seeing. The Rise of Skywalker, correct. Uh, the brand new Star Wars movie, which we're about to talk about. We're going to spoil the fuck out of it. Yep. Um, I saw it a second time. Tony also saw it a second time. And I took notes throughout the second time until I fell asleep for about 10 minutes of the movie. Jesus um, Christ. But, but uh, I took notes because I'm a, I'm a due diligent person. And I sent them to Tony just kind of as like, hey, here's the notes I took. And Tony took it. And is going to use it against me instead of just using it as like, okay, I should have counterpoints. He's going to rail against me instead of being like a nice I just, person. Here's what I want to say. Okay. First of all, we're back. It's been like three weeks. Okay. Yeah. 2020 um, is the year of the DTS podcast. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> oh yeah. We're guaranteed to get uh, <laughs> consistent episodes once a week for sure. I think so. I think we could do that. Yeah. I think if you stop being a little bitch, we can. I'm settled uh, now. We got a house. I'm a homo. Full homo. Yeah, full homo. Listen, we're back. It's been a few weeks. Rise of Skywalker came out, so we're going to have a little bit of an unconventional episode here. We're going to talk about this movie. Full spoilers, likes, dislikes. First spoiler of the spoilers. Derek didn't like it. I loved it, and yep. he's wrong, and I'm right. I don't think um, that's true, but yep. The other thing I want to say before we get going is I don't have anything in front of me, right? Like you have a list. I know you made. A I don't list. now. Nope. I, I'm literally just going off the. I, I sent you that list. I, I feel yep. confident enough to be able to talk about it without my list. I do yep. not have it open. Okay. So we both seen the movie twice. I caught a way more things on the second watch, little like Easter eggs and and foreshadowing that that really made me like the movie a lot more. So like the 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 first time I saw it with you, the spectacle got me. I was totally fine with the spectacle right and uh that captured me right the special effects the the big explosions and all that stuff like i was like i was in the story was okay for me can i can i pause really quick i just gotta pause really quick going into this tony was so dejected by the last Jedi so dejected that he said going into the movie, I have that no he didn't give a, f- that he said he did not give a fuck. He was there for the spectacle and nothing else. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just wanted to be blown away by what was going to be on the screen. Sure. Like I had, I had no expectations that they would tie the story together, that they would retcon some of this stuff. And they did like coming out of it. I was happy with the way they went with the story. Um, Derek's like chuckling over here, face palming it hard. He's FPing hard right now. SMH, right? (laughs) SMDH, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I was happy with where it went. So let's just jump into it. So I liked it. You didn't tell tell the fans why you're such a fucking bitch about this. 
so I'm a hater, right? So I'm a I'm probably a last gen apology. Let Whoa. me I gotta preface this, right? Okay. Preface. Preface, motherfucker, learn English. Preface. You said you're a due diligent person earlier. That's not a fucking thing. So calm down. What? Being due diligent is definitely a thing. No, being diligent is a thing. Due diligence is a process. Oh, oh fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, people need to know if you don't know by now, Derek. He likes to have the unpopular opinion, right? So, like, if a game, <laughs> okay, if okay. a game is unanimously getting great reviews, a la Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> that, he wants no. to be like, "This game sucks." Breath of the Wild, best game of the Zelda franchise. This game sucks. Like, this is this is who this man is. Okay, I don't. He doesn't like good TV shows. He, what are you talking about? He doesn't like. like TV shows. He doesn't like good TV shows. He. The video games that he's he has no middle ground is my point right he either hates the shit or okay, he's that's... sucking the dick hard he's got the head of the cock for any media you know enterprise uh-huh. so far down his throat <laughs> yeah it's like it's like Here's... how did it get there because he has no middle ground he couldn't have possibly taken it into his mouth inch by inch I, listen it's to me. all so the way back there here's here's where I'm at I will tell you that yes I am. I am an asshole. Uh, when I was younger, especially, if there was something very, very popular, I definitely raged against that pretty hard. And I'll give you some examples. Um, originally, when Lincoln Park came out in middle school, I was like, Lincoln Park sucks. Fuck these guys. I enjoy Lincoln Park quite a bit nowadays because I'm not quite an asshole. Uh, Futurama and Family Guy, I've never given a fuck about because, man, when they brought Family Guy back, people were like, this is the oh, greatest so comedy good. ever. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that shit fucking it's, sucks. It's second to Simpsons for sure. It's not good, you know, so I've definitely had those moments in my life, but I'm definitely not to the point of that degree anymore. (laughs) What I will say is is you are correct. Listen, you are correct in the sense that I am very bad at middle grounding it. Either I really, really like something or I absolutely think it's a trash fire. Like Chris Dugan will tell you for sure. I played that Resident Evil 2 demo when the uh, game before the game came out in January, just almost a year ago. And I told him that I thought that this demo was garbage and that I thought this game was a a trash fire. And he has never let me live that down. True. And here's the thing that I'll say is I don't mean to be such a dick, but I just, I, I, you're right. I'm, I'm either into something or I'm not into something. And I I don't try to leave a lot of gray area. Here's here's your problem though, is when you don't like something, Derek thinks that he is He's the only right person. It can't. It cannot be possible that he doesn't like something, and he just he's like, it's for other people. It's just not for me. He never is like that. Resident no, Evil is a great. No, shut your fucking no. mouth real quick. Resident right. Evil is a great example, right? You just shit all over. Oh, it's a dumpster fire. Whereas I look at Resident Evil and I go. Oh man, I played that demo and I did not fucking like it. It's not my deal. I understand other people love it. That's my opinion. Derek is like, this is the stupidest shit ever. Resident Evil 2 is fucking poopy head. Uh, let me, I'm trying to pull this up here really quick. So <laughs> to, to your point, and I shouldn't even give this to you because it doesn't matter, but it's funny enough. Um, I text Dugan and them after the movie was over. And I said, you don't even want to hear me discuss this movie. Tony's the guy you want to hear from. And Garrett goes, ha ha. Chris goes, ha ha. I told Garrett you would hate it. I said, that's my thing though, right? I have some pretty good reasons to dislike this movie. I'm seeing it again. Uh, Chris goes, the movie is the best it could be after setting up the, from the last Jedi, which they literally did nothing. Exactly. And Garrett's response to that is 
Do you ever think why you're the only one who doesn't like things out of the 99% of people? Yes, exactly. It's so, like, okay, fine. You don't want to like it. The problem is that you don't like something because you just want to shit on it for shit's sake. No, because it's not again, like you don't like it and you're like, okay, I'm moving on. I don't like this. You know, let me get to this. So, Other people so, like it. Here, here's what I will say. Chris sent me a video game after the video game awards not too long ago. And he asked me if it looked like a game I'd want. So I watched the trailer and I said, doesn't seem like a Derek Vance game, but seems interesting with its mobility. <laughs> Which stuff. means it's so, the worst game ever. No, that's the middle ground is I can, I can objectively say that does not look like it's a Derek game, but you got to give me something here, man. I, I, I don't know what you want from me. Either you want the middle shit. ground where I say it's not for me, or I say it's a trash fire and I'll never watch it again. I want you to have an opinion that isn't so extreme that it alienates <laughs> everybody. <laughs> it's fine. But at least everyone knows who I am. Like they all know that it's either, it's either yin or yang. There ain't no motherfucking middle for me, man. What do you, what do you think about like, you know, saving the bees? You know, a lot of people want to save the bees. Are you just like, fuck the bees, burn them all? No, I like bees. Bees are fine. I like honey. Squeeze them things. That's how honey gets made, That's definitely not why we're saving the bees. Oh. If you were more educated, you would be like, fuck the bees. That's just because you, know? you would take the un, you would take the low ground. Fuck them. You're probably right. Fuck the bees. Let's get anyway, the double D's. So this movie, I I went in. I did First go in all, fairly nine pressing. nine out of ten. Shut, okay, we're not even there yet. You cannot no, say nine. No, we out are. Of 10. That's people need to understand no. where we're coming from. No. I'm a nine no. out of ten. Nope, nope. I'm not doing that yet. Uh, so Again I'm with the, the unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nine out of ten rating, can't nope. Yep. I, I will give that ratings. movie. I will give that movie a six and a half out of ten. Okay, which is higher than I walked out of the theater saying it was. Wings. I walked. That's I walked out of that theater saying. Wings. I walked out of the, that theater saying like a four, maybe a five. If I was really being objective, a six. Seeing it a second time, bumped it a half a point. Didn't quite get it to a seven. You, but you it, didn't anyway. believe me when we walked out. When I was telling you, I'm like, dude, that might be one of the best Star Wars movies ever. And I, I was, was I was legitimately laughing. telling you, like, I thought that was like a nine out of ten. And you were like, shut the fuck up. You thought I was lying. I thought you were ribbon. I thought you were ribbon hard. That movie did not speak to Tony Walchel, the Star Wars fan. That spoke to Tony Walchel, the anger the anger induced last Jedi disliker. That was not a great star Wars movie. It was a good apology for what the middle movie didn't do and what it did do. And that is what I think most people are so conflicted with is that the last Jedi. Yes. Is a very uh, polarizing movie. Yeah. It did a lot of crazy things and it didn't set up a good, like it didn't really leave any cliffhangers. There wasn't really a whole lot for you to be able to do or fuck around with. And so I understand that to a, to a degree, but for me, I like the last Jedi because it decided to take risks where all this movie felt like was we don't have to take risks. We just have to find a reason for us to exist in this pantheon of these three movies. I would say as a whole, they fucked up this trilogy by not having a, a, a straight through ground and one director to do it all. That really fucked them here. Yeah, but you're holding that against J.J. Abrams and, and this movie. Kathleen no, Kennedy holding, fucked it up. You're right. Kathleen Kennedy is a, a very big problem with this. But to say that J.J. Abrams also wasn't the guy that said, you know how we'll fix it? We'll bring back this dude that's definitely been dead since 1980-whatever. 
Because that that was the plan, though. So this is my point. When there you're looking is at this no movie. way that that was the plan. Don't give me that bullshit. The the George Lucas had the ending. He knew what the ending was, and like that when when he sold Dis when he sold it to Disney, he had the idea. They talked about this trilogy. Like it it's all out there. Like he he knew the ending of the Rise of Skywalker. He knew how he wanted the Skywalker uh, saga to end, and so it's like I appreciate the through point of every one of the prequels ends with Palpatine. Like, I like that he's in the third. He's the key bad guy in the third of each of these. Can I say this really quick? Okay. This is an interview with Ian McDermott. Okay. The guy who plays Palpatine. Yeah. He goes, I thought he was dead because when we did return of the Jedi and I was thrown down that shoot into galactic hell, he was dead. And I said, Oh, does he come back? And George says, no, he's dead. So bullshit, fuck you, and fuck that. What they did was, how can we make a spectacle out of something because The Last Jedi left us with nothing to do and no real way to say anything, so they had to go to the far reaches of what's going to play to nostalgia, what's going to play to the younger fans, and how do we how do we get this all back together? That's what irritates me is, yep, The Last Jedi fucked up, but I don't think the right course was, let's bring this dude back from the dead that had no purpose of being there. You can't tell me that the Palpatine storyline in this movie mattered at all. They could have told a stronger story without him. They could have still told the Ben Solo story. Nope. They could have told the Ben Solo story without that. They could have still had the Ray Palpatine thing without Palpatine actually having to exist. It ties it up nicely, though. Like that's God, it doesn't. That's that's where I'm at with it. Is I I just think it brings it together. So, yes, big spoiler. They After The Last Jedi saying that Ray's parents were nobody, she's nothing, she's just a girl. Guess what? Nope. J.J. Abrams says, actually, you're Ray Palpatine. You're, you're a fucking Palpatine. You are pure evil. You are the dis- distillation of pure evil, the granddaughter of, of so, Emperor Palpatine. I, 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 what I hear you saying is that you don't think that coming into the screenwriting of Episode Nine that she was going to be a Palpatine. Correct. Yeah. So w- what's the point then? She's just that's a nobody? My, that, is my, that is my point. Is I think that I don't think J.J. expected, he didn't expect to be in this position, right? Because Colin Trevorrow was supposed to be there. They fired his ass. Yeah, and but they're like, they, J.J. But you, you have to understand how Hollywood works. You don't go to make a trilogy and you don't know the overarching story for the trilogy. But I think that's where you're wrong. In all honesty, I really think you're wrong here. And I think that's why this trilogy seems so dis- like broken apart because the first movie is a a beat for beat remake of four and it feels pure nostalgia juice right and yet they tease like who's this girl all three of these movies are all these things blah 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 and then you have episode seven or episode eight rather where they're basically like check this out we're gonna make a star wars movie that's so anti-star wars and make it work and and for the most part they really do except for the sense that the mysteries that you expected to have uh to go through all three were really ended right there. Snoke dead emperor. Uh, I'm sorry. Ray is just a nobody. And that was way cooler to me of having this female lead just be that strong with the force and be a Luke Skywalker. Like he's there. Like that's how they bring you into that first movie is yeah. Luke Skywalker isn't Darth Vader's kid. He's just this fucking guy on a right. farm and he's just strong. That would have been way cooler. And I would have connected way more with Ray just being a, a woman that is that powerful with the force than 
oh, actually, we have to give her something. She has to exist inside this little bubble that we've built to be Star Wars since 1977. And I don't think they needed it, but I think that they were so afraid to not take risks to just go through with what what Ryan Johnson wanted to do that they they really stepped on their toes. To To somebody else's point, not my own, this movie feels like two movies. It feels like J.J. Abrams making what he wanted to make originally with episode uh, seven through the other episode, but also feeling like he has to cram in all of this six other episodes, seven other, eight other episode bullshit into one. And I think that that's where it gets lost is the nostalgia and the distillation of how do we wrap up the Skywalkers? How do we wrap up Darth Vader? How do we, you know, what do we do here? And the answer to me was nothing. I think having the Luke stuff, having Leia die, I don't think you needed Palpatine. I still think it told a cohesive story within the world that they built starting at episode seven without Ray having to be somebody from that old universe. She did not need as much as I wanted her to be a fucking Kenobi. It didn't matter to me. I didn't care. I wanted her to just be a, a badass motherfucker. And that's what like going into that movie. Yeah. I railed on it with her sitting there floating in rocks and like saying, be with me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was way hating on it. But, yeah. and, and, and for no reason, I was just being a pessimistic asshole. So going into it that second time, I was like, this is fun. This is, this is Ray's like, this is her being. She is this powerful. She does have this connection with the force. She can be Luke Skywalker from, from six. Uh. Are you done? I, I mean, I can keep filibustering it, but I was waiting for you to jump in. So I think I think it's asinine to think that they go into writing this trilogy after acquiring Disney and they don't have an overarching idea of the plot points of each movie. Not to say that that it didn't change, right? Like especially because of the crowd reaction and the fan reaction to to the last Jedi. But right wrong or indifferent, there's no way that you go into a multi-billion dollar franchise and you don't know movie to movie what you're going to do because the the whole the whole way that Hollywood works is you have a staff of writers that do do does the whole thing you you storyboard it out and you get these plot points you get it piloted and you get it approved and then you write the scripts and you write the screenplays so it, yes i i get what you're saying but i i think that she was always meant to be a palpatine there are there are little points of evidence in the first two movies too with once you know that she's a Palpatine, you can go back and you can see that they were setting that up. So the way that she fights with her lightsaber, she uses the same lightsaber style as Palpatine. He's the only other one that uses it. Um, so it's like there, there are, there are things, you know, I do agree that it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like there's no hint at all that Palpatine has a kid at any point in the movies, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. So here, here's where I'm at. I I think you're trying to bend this idea of how you think Hollywood works into, into this, into this reality that is currently the first movie of this new trilogy written Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote what episode? I don't know. Empire strikes back motherfucker and return of the Jedi. He wrote, you know that because you're looking at a, I, I, but no, I knew Lawrence Kasdan wrote, wrote, I didn't know he wrote last or uh, return of the Jedi, but I did know he wrote empire strikes back. Um, JJ Abrams and Michael Arndt. Okay. That's episode seven. Yeah. 
Episode eight, specifically written only by Ryan Johnson. Episode nine, J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio with a story by Derek Conley, J.J. Abrams, Colin Trevorrow, and Chris Terrio. So no, you are absolutely incorrect. They did not have the same storyboard writers doing every fucking thing. They you're, didn't, and that's the problem because you're bending the story into something it's not. Yeah, but you're, you're assuming that J.J. Abrams or Ryan... Uh, that they just sit down and they write the entire thing. That's definitely not how it works. Like, you have an entire staff of writers. You have creative writers, directive writers. You have people that are uh, writing in things about, like, mannerisms of characters. Like, it's not like I want to write a movie and I sit down and write it. There's entire staffs of them. So, yeah, they get credit, but, like, do you not I Do you not I, understand? I don't, no, I, I understand, but I don't think you're... I, I do not think you are correct in this regard i don't think that jj abrams at episode seven said she's a palpatine hey ryan johnson she's a palpatine i do not think that happened i i think because of how the last jedi was perceived they decided to go we have to make her somebody now because that's the coolest way to end this (sighs) and i think that's where you're saying it changed because i think jj started it as She's nobody. That's cool. Tease who she is and just end up making it be that there's nobody. But I think the fan reaction directed that from we don't like that Ray's nobody to going, okay, if we make Ray a Palpatine, then we can bring Palpatine back, make him the big bad guy. And then that's where the story snowballs into Ben Solo going back from being Kylo Ren, having his redemption arc. Oh, guess guess what? He fucking dies because why not? That's cool, right? Like fucking what? That is where things changed, and I don't think that that changed for the better, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know how convinced I am that every point of what happened in The Rise of Skywalker was, like, pre-planned out. Like, I don't know that they went into it knowing that, you know, they're going to kill off Ren and that that Rey's going to be the final survivor, things like that. But I I do think that they knew that Palpatine was going to be there because there there are hints in the first episode that that i think conveniently they can tie into her being a palpatine but then in the second the second episode actually strip away all the bullshit that happened there was quite a few things that you can tie back to this is where they were going with it uh based on her tapping into dark side on the on that that island thing act two or act two yeah they just had a they just had a retcon so much that ryan johnson like made people pissed about that and that's where I mean, that's what I mean when somebody says to me, it feels like it's two movies. I totally agree because tonally this movie feels at parts like seven. Yeah. It's got this jaunty, fun, atmospheric, this is Star Wars feel. And then it's got this, hey, but we're really sorry we didn't do anything cool in episode eight. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Like, that's what it feels like. And that really bums me out because I'm really cool with the idea that Ryan Johnson decided to Go because that's me, right? I'm going against uh-huh, the grain. He's your boy, and and I think Ryan Johnson's a great filmmaker. And and to to his credit, he would have made a better Star Wars trilogy had he been given full reins of something completely different than this being a Skywalker trilogy. But I think that I do agree, Kathleen Kennedy. I think fucked up by going, yeah, Ryan, go ahead and write the movie by yourself. Yeah, I mean, we and we've said it before on this podcast. I'm pretty sure that like the worst part about this whole trilogy is that Disney buys Star Wars and there's there's a group of motherfuckers sitting in a room and they consciously made the decision that like oh we're going to we're going to pick up this Star Wars story 30 some years later and by the way 
no Luke Skywalker in the first movie. Right. Like none, not till the nope. very, very end. Somebody consciously thought that's the best idea. No Luke right. Skywalker. We're right. going to, we're going to have very limited Han. We're going to have very limited Leia. We're not going to have practically anything, but we're going to copy the first movie. So the same people that said, Hey, let's do as little as old, old star Wars as we possibly can while making it beat for beat as episode four were the same people that said, you know, what's going to save us bringing back Palpatine and making him the guy that's still alive, you know, and we're still going to, we're just going to put them all back together and it's all going to be fine. And, and Ray, you know, we're going to make her a Palpatine and it's going to make seem way cooler. And everyone's going to be super pumped because she's going to be this ultimate Jedi master and blah, blah, blah. They're, they're cherry picking though. So let, let me kind of go on my, my star Wars fanboy high horse here because in the old, whatever they call it, legends or whatever. Now the, the non, conforming non-canon storylines that came out before Disney bought him, the, the emperor survived and he basically did this. Like he cloned himself. He created other dark Jedi. He cloned Luke and had Luke become a dark Jedi. Like there, there is groundwork for what happened in the movies. And we're continuing to see Disney like cherry pick these things that happened in legends. Like Darth Maul, he was alive in legends. Well, guess what? He's back in the canon now. Um, in the fucking Mandalorian, you got the dark saber. That was huge in, uh, the legend series that was retconned into star Wars, clone wars and everything. So it's like they're cherry picking some of the better parts of what happened in legends. And I think this is just one of those things like the, the emperor's still alive. Like that, that is how legends kind of went. And so therefore here we go. And I, I'll be very interested to actually read the books because that tells the story. Like if you go to read the books, even if you go back to the original trilogy and you read star Wars empire strikes back and return of the Jedi, there's so much shit in there from George Lucas and his team. So much better detail to help you understand oh, yeah. that don't, the, that don't do lines. anything justice. Yeah. My dad's got a book right. of four. I think he's still got the original that he bought. However many fucking years ago, you know? Yeah. So, so. I, I expect that when the <clears> book comes out uh, next year, that they'll have quite a bit, um, in there about like some of these plot points and stuff, but here, here's where I want to go. Right. Is was it a good movie? Well, what, what makes a good movie? Right. For me, at least the spectacle was there. The, the, the shock factor, the, the, the awe of it was, was all great. I, I liked personally that they were like fucking force powering it up. You know, they were, they were pulling deep cuts from star Wars canon, you know, like, some of these moves where they were like holding their hands out and using the force to stop lightsabers. Like that's, that's actually a very advanced Jedi technique that not many people can do <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. But also strictly from like a movie production standpoint, the, the writing I thought was good. The comedic relief and timing I thought was good. Everything kind of had a point. So like every situation that happened, it tied into the, to the story somehow it's not like in that last movie where they go to the casino and like that all of that really doesn't matter like rose i feel bad for her most of all like her character is like yeah that she gets well, a couple is, lines just because it's a minute and 32 seconds i think somebody calculated her screen time and the thing that irritates me there is <clears throat> like jj abrams during before press cycle and all that stuff was like, Oh man, the thing that Ryan Johnson did that I loved was casting her as, as Rose. Like I, I just, I love it so much. And like, 
You didn't fucking use her. He's kind of a low key dick though. Like that's that's oh, yeah. exactly clearly. what JJ would say. Right, clearly, yeah. as the way that he made this movie, it's clearly kind of dickish. Yeah. Um, I, I I would say that in the in the you, spectacle- did you did you catch the stuff though on the second watch? Like what to me really makes a good movie, especially one that you can go back and rewatch, is like the little things that you catch the more times you watch it. Like there was so much. Uh, so so much foreshadowing and so much callbacks to the prior movies, all all eight of the prior movies, that like, I was like, damn, dude, they really they really drop little things in there that the cat maybe a casual viewer, I a la Derek Vance is not gonna catch right, but you know they they immediately started to hint at like, <coughs> um, the very opening scene is her with the rocks thing like join me or whatever right that calls right to the very end of the film. Sure. So it's like, you don't know that on your first watch that that's going to be what happens, but you kind of pick up on that. They, they foreshadowed the emperor. They, they did a lot of callbacks. So to me, like I mean, if they couldn't have foreshadowed the emperor because the emperor is literally five minutes into the movie. So well, I, don't, I don't, you can't say that. I, yeah. <clears throat> I think you're, you're low key being a dick about me not paying attention because I think you're wrong. What I'll tell you is that, I don't think it actually, a lot of that stuff didn't matter. Like they, they weren't doing it because they're making a good film. It just kind of cohesively worked like, Oh, well we did this earlier. So we should do this again. Like it didn't feel like it really, it didn't feel like it mattered. It was just kind of like happenstance that, Oh, well we did this once. Let's do it again. Did this once. Let's do it again. Like it, it seemed, especially because JJ Abrams had a very limited uh, window to make this movie after getting put on it pretty late. That it seemed, you know, if if X equals this, then Y equals this. Like uh-huh. that's kind of where we're at with it. And I know that you're trying to you're trying to be a, a real positive dude, and I get that. Um, I just think that some I, of, some of the things that they don't specifically highlight about the movie are some of the best parts. So well, like, so I'll give you one. Can I give you one real quick that oh. maybe you're gonna you'll probably agree with? Okay. Ben Solo doing the Han Solo. Um, kind of. I mean, he is. He's running with a blaster, running down, trying to save Ray. Yeah. You know, and then he and then he pulls out and then he does this cocky Han Solo nod to these motherfuckers with the lightsaber and that, fucks like he's he's got that swagger. He's got that Han Solo swagger. Yeah, that one's a little more obvious. Like some of the low key things I remember about the movie that weren't like they didn't have dialogue to explain it is when he goes and gets that first Sith Wayfinder, he's on Mustafar, right? So they don't say it, right? But he's on Mustafar, which is where Anakin basically became Darth Vader. So Immediately, you're you know that that is Anakin's wayfinder, Darth Vader's wayfinder. So Darth Vader knew where this planet Exegol was. He knew what was going on. He knew what the through point was. So it's like little things like that give you a bigger understanding of like these characters who understands what. It's like the Mustafar thing was great. Um, when they, I remember when they got to Endor to go find the second wayfinder, right? she's on that on that horse thing scanning them as they come in that's an amazing callback to the famous scene of the guy scanning the falcon as it comes into endor um in empire maybe or whatever so it's like it's returned yeah maybe but like lando he he drops a couple han quotes i thought that was great it's like Uh, there's just so much, man. Like, but see, I I think that takes away from the fact that you're making a new trilogy when you're trying to hold on to such nostalgia. And I, and I mean, for someone who went in, came back, I remember like 
That was cool. I, I I saw that the first time, so don't fucking call me no casual fan, bitch. I saw that the first time, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's fucking cool. Um, the Ewoks were cool. That's a fucking obvious one, but, like, you don't expect that payoff because everyone shit on the Ewoks so hard, right? right. And seeing them at the end, like, that was honestly one of the biggest smiles I got was that, you know, uh, was seeing the Ewoks. Yeah. Um, like, Luke raising I, the X-Wing out of the water was, like, a yeah, really good, like, Yoda did it moment. The, the first thing, that for me was so, like... The thing I walked out of the theater saying the first time was that felt real cheesy. Like it just didn't feel like a cohesive, good Star Wars movie. It felt like yeah. a very cheesy Star Wars movie. Well, a little you know, bit. And, and maybe, and maybe that's again, that's to the credit of having to make two different movies of, Hey, let's make this fun Star Wars movie. And then like, Oh, we got to do a couple things. What do we do? Oh, this is cool. This is old. We can do this again. What about this doing that? You know, it's a lot of nostalgia that I just felt was unnecessary, unearned and very cheesy. Uh... Like the Luke stuff was just, like that would have been cooler last episode. Um, yeah, maybe. I thought I mean, it, it like been. again. I just go back to it would have been cooler they, to see Luke in episode seven, but you know whatever. They put in the effort, like they put in all of the like in your face effort. I guess you might say like the dialogue and the storylines and the and the plot points, the things that they actually like made you understand were going on. I thought they did an okay job like to sew the story up and, and to finalize certain characters, character arcs and all that stuff. But the things that they did not emphasize that they, that they behind the scenes put effort in for fans of the series and, and really good star Wars fans that, that watch all the shows and read all the books and look at all the comics. Like to me, that means that makes me love the movie. Like all the ships coming in at the at the end, there are so many from so many little spots throughout the series that I'm like, look at all this shit. They could have just put in random starfighters, but they they made the effort to put in like Jedi A wings, and they they put in uh, the the ship from the TV show. Derek's just not having it. Because it's it, again, that is just a direct uh, counterpoint to the movie they just made. Because what did they do at the end of ep- episode eight? Yeah, I they, mean, no, what they do? They called for help. Yeah, and no one came, and that felt more impactful than I, look. I there, we CGI'd that. a billion fucking ships in the air. Isn't that cool, guys? Look, it's cool. I kind of like. Fuck the off, JJ Abrams. Fuck. I, I kind of like JJ Abrams. Like swag in this movie like the way that luke's like you should treat it you should treat a jedi's weapon better i thought that was shit was just like yeah after first episode like first episode he's sitting right there for half a second yeah second episode he chucks the fucker into the goddamn ocean almost yeah exactly like fuck off jj abrams fuck off oh you didn't like it i thought it was like come on man yeah like that's exactly what we needed to hear no because if that's how they wanted to make this they should have made it one director the whole time yeah, but that's just not the way it worked out. And that's why this movie got ruined. This movie was predetermined to not suit anybody's fancies completely from the get-go because it's a closure of everything. Yeah. But I just feel like that they really missed on a lot of levels. What I will say is that the movie was really funny. Babu Frick is fucking great. C-3PO was excellent. Yep. I love that the interaction with the droids... Yeah, was there, there was pumped. just so much course correcting from the last movie. And that's what sucked. I, I, I don't know, think they had to do like, that. It was necessary, I and I think to. they pulled it off. I don't think off. so. I don't think it was necessary, Tony. I don't. I think, I think if you would have got a ninth film in this saga that Give had... Give me ten, then. 
that had like almost no R2D2, almost no 3PO, almost no Chewbacca, almost no comedic timing. That you know, like I think that they course corrected some of these things. Like we should have had more of this guy. We should have had more of this guy. We should have had more of this guy. And and they kind of made it work. That goes back to seven. Yeah, that goes back to seven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying know. is they put the people back in. They, they, they really expanded the characters. It, even the ones I didn't care about, like Finn, I thought he had a good character arc. I, fucking I thought couldn't well, we stand also that thought guy. we also both thought Finn should have died multiple times in the yeah, last movie now, and this movie. I, I like how they kept the thing going. So like see, episode seven for Finn, his arc has been like, this roller coaster that got fucked up by Ryan Johnson because they really <laughs> everyone they really made him look like he was going to be a, a Jedi or some sort of force user in in episode seven. Sure. Um, they, All the promo materials were him with a lightsaber. Yep. They abandoned the fuck out of it in episode eight. You're right. But now in episode nine, they're they're dropping shit. He gets to hold the lightsaber again. He's got these feelings. He's, He's trying to tell Ray something that supposedly is not that he loves her. Right. Like, although it definitely feels like the whole time that they're just trying to run a fucking, a fucking Eiffel tower on that girl. Yeah, that's for sure. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, that they do a good job giving him a little, a little substance going into whatever movies that they're going to be in in the future. Like, he could be a force sensitive. Like maybe he's not a Jedi master, but walking out of that movie and seeing it twice now, I, I really, I just, I, I come away from the fact that if you really want to buck the trend, Make 10 movies. You know what? You know what feels great? Three trilogies. You know what feels awesome? A 10 movie box set. Like that just feels great. And if you were that concerned with having a course correct that much, I think you could have taken this movie, split it into two and, and deathly hollowed the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? I, I kind of sort of agree. I, I, I think that let there some are of that shit like breathe. Some, let the well, let the Ray stuff breathe. You know, kill off Leia. Let that be your end point, right? Have Ray build all this stuff up. Boom! She finds out she's a pal. You have the rise of the start of the movie. You've got your act two where she finds out she's a Palpatine. You have Leia dying. Done. And then you go into this next one with the now it's the now it's on. It's the search for that Wayfinder. You start with that big epic fight. You expand on that a little bit more. I just think that that movie needed time. That it didn't get. Yeah. And I blame Kathleen Kennedy for it. I don't I don't necessarily disagree, but this is where you have to like back up and put some realistic goggles on. In the real world, that just doesn't work. These char- these these people sign contracts for three movies, you know, like midway through to be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna split this into a, a two part thing. You gotta redo contracts, you gotta set up shooting, you gotta get all these licenses. Like it is it's a it's a crazy thing to do when it's you're right when it's like that. You're right. It's like it, that. Not to mention, like you had you had one of the actors fucking die. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, if, you're if, right. You're if right. you add another three or four years onto it, if Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford are still around to be in it, um, or these people want to like stick around, like from the time that the episode seven came out, these people blown up. Like actually, Daisy Ridley is probably one of the only people that are in these movies that hasn't had like a major breakthrough in other ways. Like John Boyega's had a couple other good I think movies. Oscar Isaac was already kind of popular though. He he was, but like after force awakens came out, he got four or five sure. really good movies before right. that. I think ex machina was probably the only real people like one people really liked him in. Um, um, wasn't he in that uh, Timberlake movie, the inside Lewin Davis? I think that was him. I don't recall that movie, but maybe. No, that's um, so it's like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I like more Star Wars, and I think if they yeah, had time to flesh I, it out, 
But like you want to talk about blowing everybody's load. It's like, hey, we're making episode nine, but actually there's going to be a 10. Right. And people would have been like that would have hooked everybody back in. I think it would have made more money. And especially with how underperformed this movie is doing. I think it it's would've... just it's just too much to it's just too much to do because like yeah. the, the the fallout of it, like you gotta, you inside gotta... Lewin Davis, I think was his uh, first lead. OK. Um the fallout of it is is catastrophic, like especially if it's not pre-planned that way. And I think they were just too far into the rabbit hole. Like, if you back up, you got to resign all your actors. You got to reset up shoots across the fucking globe. Get permits. You got to. Uh, a lot of these people, like these filmmakers, not not the the Ryan Johnsons and and the J J Abrams, but the people that actually like operate the cameras and the audio equipment. These people are signed for, like, their their lives are scheduled, like, five or six years in advance for movies, right? So it's, like, not to mention all the extracurricular properties, the TV shows, the backgrounds, the books, all that stuff's already in production. So it's, like, I don't think that they could have split it without that being the original plan, unfortunately. What else do you want to say about this, man? Um... I don't know how much longer you want to go about it. Here's, here's what I was going to try to run through really quick is I want you to name me something bad about the movie and I'll name you something good. That seems kind of cheesy. I was just going to ask you what, what of that movie I was going to name a couple things and see if you thought they were necessary or unnecessary. How do you want to go about this? Uh, well, I can tell you the one thing that I, that I liked about the movie that I thought was unnecessary or like I said earlier that pretty much everything had a point. You know what I mean? Like, all, all of the the scenes ha- built up to something more like that that filtered into the story I think except one <laughs> okay well I don't know if we're gonna agree on which one but I I think the thing that I kind of I liked just in its own cosmos but that I felt like was really forced was um what's her name's character evil oh evil Ray evil ray is unnecessary like it's so pointless i i think that's more of just a callback to like yeah they've done that in every way unnecessary though it's so unnecessary it it was it was clickbait for sure like there's for, a lot of filler there, listen if, they, if this is an episode of dbz abridged this movie would be like an, maybe 60 minutes okay there's a lot of there's a lot of filler in this one i thing. i don't feel that way personally you do um, you do Deep i down, don't you i do. don't think it needed to be two and a half hours uh listen, i think it could have got down to two you were going to say you wasn't you were, you were going to say Carrie Russell's character, right? Carrie Russell's character, like completely unnecessary. Yeah. That's... Love, love the character idea. Completely unnecessary. You know who else is unnecessary? The girl on Endor. Way unnecessary. Yeah. I think I, I understand think that those were the... setups though, right? Like, well, they, yeah, the a setup for what? Well, They're not doing anything else. I think Oscar, I think Oscar Isaacs, there's a possibility that he gets his own spinoff or whatever. Maybe it's a TV show or a limited run series, but they set him up to be very like a combination of Han and Leia. And I really like that. Um, I when she, like, when she dropped that he was a ability. spice smuggler, I was well, like, I, I oh, oh my spice, God. I had, to run, I had to look up what a spice runner was. That's was what Han was. Runner. A drug runner. Yeah. 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 Han, Han was a slave in, um, oh fuck. I forget where spice comes from, but it's one of the outer rim countries. Right. Uh, yeah. He was he was in the spice mines. He was a slave. That's where he met Chewbacca and the oh, it's, it's, it's fucking Kessel. Kessel, Kessel that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, 
Look at that. See, I had that off the dome, so don't fuck call all me so casual. All right, all right, all right. I'll eat your fucking face for dinner. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so like that stuff okay. was cool. Um, so that cool, gave him but... a backstory like, oh, he's got this gang of people that he used to roll with and do some shady shit. Uh, I think that that is like, but why she was in there? Like I, and why it has to be but, Carrie Russell. It could have been anybody. Right. Why, why cast somebody big for an, um, a role that is maybe five minutes long? Yeah. She's unnecessary. Lando was hella unnecessary. Uh, the girl on Endor hella unnecessary yeah the characters that they put inside the falcon at the beginning of the movie why yeah you have all these pre they, you have all these predestined characters that you've already know who they are like why put new people in that you're not going to explain like sure the world is lived in but come on dude lando um don't even try to convince me because you know he's unnecessary yeah but it's it, it goes back to one of those like they they pulled it from the legends and they pulled it from the extended universe like <clears throat> same situation after the return of the Jedi ends, Luke goes on this really long journey to recruit Jedi. And then he stops doing that. And then he goes on this long journey to find the Sith homeworld. Lando helps him with that. So it's like, it's kind of an intertwined callback that they, they, they cherry picked from legends. But I, I do agree. Like to the average person, it's just like, they just brought him back just cause the, the clickbait of Chewbacca dying that lasted all of three minutes. Like, get I know the, you like, hated <clears throat> that and I didn't like dude. it too much either. Um, but at least they were like right away. Like he's not dead, but just do it then. Don't even do it at all or do it completely. Like, yeah, f- like Dick, te- you're just Dick teasing me yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think that it does drive the plot a little bit that, um, she used Sith lightning and thought she killed somebody. Um, it's like, I, I think it kind of drives the, the narrative a little bit, but I think it was stupid. You know, one of the, what is your favorite scene from the movie? Um, you can give me a top three, even if you want to go three, I, 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 I've got a couple. <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk some, I'll talk some positive about this movie. Cause it was fun. I, one, one thing, here's what I'll say is like one thing that, that they did throughout the, the three movies that they made you think was something, but that it ended up not, being what they made you think was the connection between Ray and Kylo that they can like tap into each other's minds. And then, and then somehow they can transfer objects to each other. Yeah. That only started in episode eight, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though, is like they made you think that that was Snoke and therefore Palpatine doing that. But obviously it wasn't like clearly it was just their, 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 their bond. Yeah. Which is like, where does that come from? They're not related. And, and no backstory. No backstory. So that that kind of bugs me because it's like he can snatch a necklace, she can move hand a, move a, a helmet and hand him a lightsaber. <laughs> like, right. goddamn, why can't you just teleport to the bitch? Right. I mean, essentially at that point, like, yeah. I'm with you though. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know because there there really isn't any canon for that, like in the Star Wars universe that they can teleport an object across space. So. Right. I don't know that that kind of bugs me. That said, some of those were my favorite scenes, um, sure. specifically in this movie where she's in his like chamber and he's down yeah. on the planet trying to find her. That was a cool fight. That was cool. I also really liked the fight on the Death Star. Um, I thought that was done I really well. I was I, I was fucking floored when she stabbed him. I knew yeah. I knew immediately that she was going to force heal him. 
because like they can't let the guy. Yeah, die. I mean, but again, it's that's the whole movie is I'm gonna do something and then immediately undo it. it yeah, the, the a lot of back and forth it was. For it's sure. and it's so unnecessary. Um, but they sold it though. Like I thought for a second he was gonna die when they did the whole Leia thing and she just she disappears and like she calls out to him when he's about to kill her. Um. Is there a version of the story where Kylo dies in the middle of the movie and force ghost Luke Skywalker is the one to save Ray at the end of that movie? Because to me, that would have been way fucking cooler. Oh, to like give give the life essence over. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, I. I don't remember if I said that, but I I thought that that was going to happen. So like when he came and he slaps his hand down, people in the crowd went kind of crazy. Right. Like. Ray dies. Boom. Here's Adam Driver's hands. Oh, it's the rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> and but I as soon as you grabbed her, I'm like, oh man. The way this movie is going, like, some shit's about to go down. Like the entire sure. movie's tit for tat. So it's like If this then that. Yeah, as if soon this, as then as that. soon if as this, he forced healed her, I'm like, oh no. It's it's he a full thing. So yep. Yeah, but well, and she she again she says that in the beginning of the movie where like she heals that snake, which again is an unnecessary scene right. other than to say, look, I can force heal, and also look, it takes life from me to give to them, which is which is also a, a good deep cut callback to the original trilogy to the the prequel trilogy with Palpatine but saying it, those things. It would have been cooler had they done it on the on the ship where Poe gets shot and then she's like, let me heal you. Like keeps it all kind of interconnected. That snake scene way unnecessary. Yep. Anyway, I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Like that was strictly to set up. And that's a lot of this movie is like, we're just going to, we're going to, we're using this scene to explain the end of this movie. We're going to use this scene to explain. It's just, it's a means to an end that I don't feel was executed the way it needed to be. In my opinion. Um, here's, here's some fun stuff though. Okay. Here's some great scenes. I really loved that scene of anything C3PO was a part of was amazing every time. Yeah. He killed it. He, it was Anthony Kevin Davis was Anthony phenomenal Davis, right. in this movie. Yeah. Like I, I gotta, I, I do have to refer to my list really quick only because that, that C3PO line had me dying both times in that movie in, in that scene we're in the desert planet and they're getting swallowed by the sand. <laughs> <laughs> C3PO calls you, out. You didn't call my name, Master Poe. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm okay. Hammer, don't but worry. Okay. But in the middle of the scene, C3PO, as he's getting swallowed by the stadium, goes, Will this agony ever end? <laughs> and I felt that on so many levels. I was like, This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. This dude knows what's going on. Yeah. It was some of the best shit. Babu Frick was amazing as C3PO is like, Oh, I think I've got another idea. It's <laughs> yeah, like, Babu Frick's really good. Three um, PO with best. the memory wipe was was great was too. So good. Like, oh, my like, first laser fight. Like right. So Babu Frick, my oldest friend. Like, there's some <laughs> good shit in so there. So good. Yeah. Like that had me. That was genuine excitement. And, and, and him and R two meeting back up before R two. Yeah. He's like, like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? He's like, uh. So what do you mean? And then jacks it back into his memory. Yeah. R two, I'm about to go on this mission with Miss Ray. Uh, what? What do you mean? I already did that shit. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, um, and that's the dynamic good. that I loved. I loved that. Uh, they let's that, talk about that Han was Solo. The, Hold on. that was what Disney brought in, like that that whole like Disney Marvel like comedic relief. They, oh, yeah. they I think they nailed it in this one. The timing. Um, let's talk about Han Solo. 
Yeah, that was an amazing scene. It was surprising. Adam Driver, I thought for Adam sure Driver it killed was gonna, it. Yes, I thought for sure it was going to be Luke, um, that reached out to Ben, but uh, it, it would make sense because he's a Force user, right? And and Solo's not. Yeah, but the explanation of why he was there it was great. I I was a little disappointed that I don't know this and I haven't looked it up, but I think it was. I don't think it was anything new. I think that was like an alternate cut to episode seven when he got killed. No, I think that was new. I don't, I don't think he he's got back. a beard. He didn't have a beard before he had a beard in this one. I'm pretty sure that was new, new footage. I would, uh, that'd be something I'd be interested to kind of, see and he looks, anyone. honestly, he looks way older than he did in 2015. Like he definitely looks older side by side. You pull up a side by side shot, which I doubt you can unless somebody had stolen it. It's, it's a uh, pretty sure it's fresh. But that was that was just an amazing scene of he just got through this battle, which I, who do you think was the stronger Jedi in that battle? Because I've, I've had some conflicting, uh, conflicting feelings here. Was it Ray or do you think Kylo was the winner of that battle? Kylo's definitely got the strength. Um, and I think that he's more disciplined in the force. So, yeah, like, I mean, he jumped farther than her. Right. Yeah. Like he was he was definitely one upping her every time. Yeah. But it was it was the feeling of losing Leia that really, really got him. Yeah, I would completely agree. That's all courtesy of Chris Dugan, because I was like, I thought Ray was holding her own. He's like, dude, he fucking jumped farther than her. He was all over her. Like, he was definitely beating her ass. Right. So, um, but yeah, I thought that scene was well executed. He's sitting there. She leaves. But here's here's the thing I will say. Another thing. Okay. If you're If you're the bad guy and the good guy beats you, sure, heals you, that good guy is not leaving you with your fucking laser sword. It's not happening. And sure enough, she leaves Kylo with his sword. But again, that's only to serve this next scene. So it's it's a lot of that kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like in, in proper Star Wars lore, at least in my opinion, the good guy is not going to leave the bad guy with his sword. They're going to take it or get rid of it. Like that's not, that's not how this works. Yeah. So I, Sorry, I've been quiet. I I looked up some comparisons, like quickly did some search, and people have already been looking at this. It he looks the same in episode six as he does in episode uh, or episode Episode seven seven. as he does in episode nine. So like, I couldn't find anything when I just cursory looked online on whether he shot new footage for this film, but it does appear that this is reused footage, or it is um like an alternate cut that they did at the time. Maybe they, they knew that they were going to do this in the end and they just oh, shot right. it. Calm, but... <laughs> calm down. Well, that, that makes sense, so. right? Yeah, no, I think that was new, but either way. Um, yeah, I just, I think that that, uh, that Han Solo scene was so great. And when really he says, I know gravita. like that was good. Oh, fuck. And him doing the whole monologue again from episode seven felt so good. Yeah. And to finally get the, the, the realization of that Ben Solo is there. And, and we called that from, I mean, I, I haven't listened to that thing like I wanted to. Right. Our episode seven spoiler cast. But One, we said Ben Solo was going to turn, or at least I know I did immediately. Yeah. Uh, I said this was the story of Ben Solo, not the story of Ray. Did, did you get the reference when Chewie got the medal from Moz? I mean, that that's the medal from episode four. Yeah. Okay. Is, is that what you're talking about? It's from Return of the Jedi in episode four, right? 
or is it? Yeah, I know no, it is. Four. It's it's from yeah, four. The it's the medal that he okay. because only Luke and fucking Han get the medals. Right. And Chewie's like, "What the fuck, dude? I was there the whole time." Right. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of it was funnier to me than anything that like, hey, look, everyone's dead, so you finally have this medal. <clears throat> and let so, me tell you, that was some of that is probably the saddest scene for me was Chewbacca's like cry once Leia was dead. Like that hurt bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like as like as inanimate as that character is of like you don't understand anything like you feel that pain of like everyone I loved is fucking dead. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Chewbacca. Like I thought he was pretty underwhelming the entire trilogy. Maybe it's because he's a, the actor's new and it's not the original dude. What I can't think of his name, Kevin something. But um, I'm trying to think of what else was little Easter eggs. John Williams. Being in it in the the bar, uh, did you catch that on the second watch? Um, no, so the conductor. Yeah, so when they get to that planet with Carrie, oh, Russell's is that the guy with the eye? Is that the guy with the eye? Yeah, match? they show him for like one okay. second. The bartender. Yeah. That was, I, I still didn't catch what C three PO said to him because I was like, "What the fuck's he say?" Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. What do you think about? I I guess as we kind of wrap up, we're hitting that hour mark. What do we think about the namesake of the movie? Um, the very so end. I think, th- yeah, I thought the very end was really stupid. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Uh, here's, but I have a very good reason why, right? There's ultimately no reason for her to go to Tatooine. I mean, truly, once you boil it down, there isn't other than to service the idea that there's nostalgia here. Yeah, sure. Luke came from here, but Leia didn't. Leia wasn't from Tatooine. Right. Like that's not, that's not where she was at. So why take both lightsabers and bury them there? That's stupid. I, I think that... And then to, hold on. And then okay. to tell me that nothing has happened on Tatooine in 40-some years, that all these ruins would still be there, is a little asinine to me. And then... I, and I could forgive all of that, but honestly, I didn't need the dialogue. The dialogue is what fucks it over for me. Because this woman, who we thought was nobody the entire the entirety of two movies, who we now know is a Palpatine, who raged against this evil to overcome it can't live with the fact that she's a fucking Palpatine. And so instead she steals somebody's last name and says, Oh no, I'm Ray Skywalker. Fuck you. Right. Um, yeah. So like, I, I think I like, I like it in the sense that like, this is where it started and this is where it ended. I thought that was kind of a closed loop thing, but yep. I was way cool with her standing there with her droid, looking at the two sons. I was way cool with that. Yeah. The dialogue was bad. She buried the lightsabers, and I guess the, like, I, I don't really know what to make of it, other than it's just a cinematic, like, closing. It's all movie. it is. It's all that is. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, what's, Tony, what's the most, one of the most iconic scenes in film history? Luke Skywalker standing there looking the double, at the two sons. The double sons, yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Um, That's all this is in service of. What? And the callback of her like sliding, like from episode seven, okay, was like yeah, whatever. That was dude. that was all funny. Super um, dumb. What do we think about some of the voices that she heard? Like, sure, that, I mean that was a really cool scene. The, but yeah, it was. There, so there the, were the a lot movie. more of them that I caught in the second, um, in the second watching that I did in the first. So the, the the beginning of the movie is her sitting there meditating with the rocks, calling to these past Jedi to be with her. That is what she's doing. Right. The end of this movie, she has been beaten down. She's gotten her ass kicked. And then all of a sudden, 
she says it be with me and all these these former jedi all just essentially power through her yeah um and you've got you got a who's who of voices in her head that again all of the jedi live in her that's what luke tells her yep. and they're they're not wrong and there's a couple of these voices that are people that aren't dead in canon so right Sorry, Ahsoka Tan, like a fan favorite from the Clone Wars. She gone. Don't know Must how, be. but she gone. Um, yeah, like I, I thought it was pretty Qui- cool. Qui-Gon stuff was really cool. There's a lot more Qui-Gon than I expected. Because the second time I was like, oh, that is a lot of Liam Neeson in there. Yeah, he's he's in there at least once or twice. Or he has twice. Like two sentences. I think he's twice. Yeah, he's got um, two sentences. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to you find got, I mean, a list of people because I know that there were quite a few that you, you would I mean, know you got from you the and movies, McGregor, but there was a lot yeah, you, from the TV show. Yeah, yeah, you and McGregor, Frank Oz as Yoda. You've got uh, Qui Gon Jinn. You've got uh, Samuel Jackson. You've got Luminara. Um, she's a Jedi um, from the. Uh, she was in the original. You've got Hayden Christensen as Anakin talking to her, and that was like the big boner pop, right? I'm like, right. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish he would have been there at the end on Tatooine. And that's what people are talking about, that they cut him out of that. Like, they filmed it or were going to use it, and they didn't. Ooh, maybe. Okay. Which, to me, I I, I just, I, why not? If, you, if this is the closed loop of the Skywalker trilogy, to say you're a Skywalker goes all the way back to the beginning, which would, it, this in this sense is Anakin. Right. I don't know what else to I say don't, about this, man. Hold on, one last thing before we go. Did you read these rumors that supposedly the emperor is who cre- like was the one that fucked Anakin's mom and is his dad? Oh yeah, created him. Um, Just real dumb. I don't buy into that at all. I don't buy it, but that is definitely still to this date one of the biggest plot holes of the entire Star yeah, Wars franchise. Is how did Anakin? Well, Anakin come? was Jesus. Anakin was Jesus. Yeah, yeah well, that's what it is. Uh, let's see i'm just looking through some notes give, that i typed give me give, give me this here really quick okay what is your because i got i got asked this question in the the group chat over here what is your overall rating for the entire series the nine the nine yeah, the nine movies and i went through and actually rated all of them and then divided it so i went very analytical i didn't go by gut so you give me whatever you want oh i gotta i got i kind of feel like you have to give it like a life it's hard not to give it like a lifetime achievement bump you know like i i don't know that i think that any of the movies are more on their own than like an eight or nine out of ten but like there's a lot of low ones though yeah so like that's what i mean is like i mean I can the average would probably drop it down to maybe like a six and a half or a seven but I feel like sure. you bump it up a couple points just for the fact that it's fucking Star Wars. It so spanned I, forty goddamn years. Yeah, I give it a seven and a half analytically. Okay. And this is this is my rating. I gave episode one a five, episode two a four, episode three a six, episode four an eight, episode five a nine, episode six a seven, episode is, seven. You should you should really say the names. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Phantom Menace, five. Uh, Attack of the Clones, four. Uh, wow. Yeah. I didn't like Attack of the Clones. It was bad. Um, fuck. Revenge of the Sith, six. New Hope, eight. Empire, nine. Ra- uh, Return of the Jedi, seven. Um, Force Awakens, eight. 
Last Jedi 7, uh, Rise of Skywalker 6. Jesus Christ. So the big thing coming out of that, that that Dugan said to me was that I liked 7 more than 6. Yeah. Which I would say, because of the nostalgia factor, like it hit me way harder in in 7 than it did in 6. 6 is cool, and I like the wrapping up of that first trilogy, but... Man, seven was so fun. Go back and watch seven. Episode seven's really fun. Yeah, I I watched it recently. Um, yeah, and I like I think I even told you like uh, seven's a lot better than people get credit for it, and so for, the, for that matter, so is eight. So is eight. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I said seven and a half lifetime. I gave it a little bit of a. I did give it that kind of uh, that analytical bump of it's Star Wars and it means a lot to me and I love that series. So I gave it a seven and a half Garrett said a nine. Really? <laughs> Which is just asinine, but he's a Star Wars. Mark o- like overall. He gave overall, it a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think overall, if I average it the way you did, I'd probably end up at a seven, but I think I would bump it to probably like eight and a half or nine just for the fact that like, it means that na- much. Name me another franchise that spanned 40 years and nine feature films that, is like the third or fourth biggest media franchise of all time. Well, and essentially encapsulated the same characters throughout. Yeah, exactly right. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. It, to me, it's the greatest movie franchise of all time. Let, let's let's wrap it up with a couple of sentences here on on, on Rise of Skywalker. I'll, I'll go first because it'll be the pessimistic kind. Um, I think this movie could have done a lot more uh, with a lot less, and I'm sad that this is how we're ending uh, the nine movies. Um, but... I'm very excited to see whatever happens next with Star Wars because I love this universe. Uh, but boy, I really wish that we could end it a little bit on a higher note. Uh, I'm trying to find the right words. Um, I think it was a really good movie. I don't think that it was a very good ending to the saga. Okay. So like on its own, if I just watch this movie in in its own or this trilogy, I should say in its own little vacuum, I'd feel pretty happy about it. But for it to be like, that's how Luke ends. He fucking force visioned and, and died. And now he's a force ghost. Like, and does about two things and that's it. Yeah. It's like, God damn. I, Here's here's another quick question for you before we get out of here, and this is another one that we after we saw it the first time, I spent a good couple hours on on PlayStation talking to these guys about it. If you're a, if you're a father, which you are, and you're showing your kids Star Wars the first time, what order do you show it to them? I mean, there's not really a wrong answer here, I, I, and I'll tell you what mine is. is if I, can I tell like you first, I like the machete order, and then you just tap on the last three movies. What's the machete order? Um, God, I gotta think of it now. It is machete order. Um, are we talking machete or machete? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? It's called the machete order, or whatever. Like, okay, it's spelled I machete. I don't know what to tell you, but I think it's the Phantom Menace. Um, I'm just gonna look it, it up. It basically toggles back between the prequels and the uh, original. The machete um, order. So the characters are introduced. Oops chronologically but the movies are not watched chronologically if that makes sense um so i think it's did you pull it up Uh, i I have it here yeah i was trying to pull it up and then all of a sudden my internet died is it is Um, it does it start with phantom menace or does it start with new hope this says 
This says New Hope, Empire, two, three, three. Return, and then the new trilogy. Right. So it leaves out one completely. Yeah, that that's what which I sucks because that first battle is amazing, but yeah. So I think you do that machete order, and then you would do that, and then the the last three movies. I would just go release. I would go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Mm. Because you can't you can't go in you can't go in one, two, three order because three We're assuming ruins. That they've never seen Star Wars though, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm showing fresh, brand new. Yeah, like and and they don't know anything about it. Correct. Yeah, I'm blind. Yeah. Blind as blind think, can be. I think the machete order. What really intrigued me about it is it lets you learn all of the like big surprises naturally it, it gives you the darth reveal and then you get to see the backstory right. and then it can it completes the story exactly. and i get that part but i think i mean yeah the machete order that sounds great i mean it's essentially uh just story chrono uh, well not story chrono but it's like a flashback right it's like right here's four and five here's the flashback of what happened with the ending of five to set and then up that builds up to six yeah yep. but for me, it's like I, you can't go one, two, three because three it ruins five, and it just it doesn't work. Yep. So that's why I'd go, I would go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. And honestly, I mean, you might be able to leave. You could probably leave eight out of there or nine out of there. I mean, you could just um, end with Luke dying and call it a series. Really, quite, quite honestly, you could leave the entire trilogy out new trilogy yeah really yeah, just like, doesn't work it six it would end and be totally fine. be done yep yeah. um yep. so that kind of wraps up what we're going to talk about on star wars uh we are going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing what we've been watching because it has been a few weeks and we played and watched quite a bit i don't at least derek's played quite a bit and i've watched quite a bit so what do you, what do you want to hit here um so obviously with the uh, game of the year uh, coming up fairly fast. I've tried to uh, cram in some last minute games. Um, do you want to? Do you want to so, tag team on Plague Tale? Yeah. So I mean, a game that I was really interested in wanting to play anyway. I bought. Then Tony bought. So I played it on the Xbox because he bought it, even though I sold my physical edition because I don't know what to do with it. Right. Um, was Plague Tale Innocence, and that came out earlier this year. That. Uh, People were really, you know, they talked to a lot about it and people were saying how great of a story it was kind of, uh, well, kind of a call to the naughty dog style of storytelling and world building and things of that nature. And with a smaller studio, there were a lot, a lot of praise got put on this game. Uh, It's taking kind of historical events and kind of turning them a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're talking the plague uh, back in back in France, and like I don't even know what year it would be—the 1600s or 1400s or something like that. Who knows? Um, it's it's hard but, to say much about it without spoiling it. Well, I mean, the, the the game is this: it is a stealth action game where you and your brother are trying to go from uh, your your House. family tell yeah your family home and trying to trek to this doctor who is supposed to be able to to help you and home you know house you and you're trying to traverse this world to get to this ending all while finding out what's the cause of this plague what's going on and there's a fuck ton of rats everywhere why right and um, so it for it's me it's been a, it really it is and it's very fun i think i think surprisingly we're on the same page that it's like pretty good but overhyped 
I, I would say that I think I went into it way overhyped. I think I went into it um, expecting to hate the stealth more. And right. honestly, I don't. I think the stealth is way easy. Um, and I, I liked it more as you well. unlock more stuff. Yeah, it's, it's well made. I think Tony had hit a point, and I don't want to speak for you. Tony had hit a point where he was just kind of in a lull, and I started playing it, and him and I playing back and forth with, at the same time, kind of pushed him to really finish the game. Um, There's and a he's, You're done, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're I done, right? Yep. Yeah. I think I'm episode, I just got to the castle, cleared that out, that out and I think that's where I'm at, like episode nine, maybe? Yeah, you got like two um, hours left. Yeah, so. The, the last um, few go pretty quick. Yeah, there, I mean, that there's like eight to nine was like ten minutes. I'm like, oh, sure, this is a chapter, I guess, whatever. Right. Uh, but it, it's a solid, solidly well-made game. Um, I think it runs like ass on my Xbox, and I don't know if that's my Xbox or if it's the game. But it hmm. runs as if there's like a VHS film over it. Like, it just it seems like it's continuously flipping all the time, and it's doesn't doesn't feel great to look at. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the same performance issues. Not, you know, my, my console, I guess, is technically more powerful, so who knows. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't know that the game should have got game of the year criteria. I think, I think I actually, I actually don't like it that be. much to be honest with yeah. you. Like the, the, the first half of the game, the story beats are really, really the, the dialogue is garbage and like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really forced. Like I remember coming into a few of these cut scenes and it's like, she's just throwing some shit out there. Totally unnatural. It, like it doesn't feel like a natural flow of a conversation. So I, I got turned off by it. I went back and some of the mechanics and some of the puzzles become a little bit more intriguing, but that fire puzzle is pretty fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll never go back and the play rats. it. You know? No, it's a one and done. I mean, it's a single player game. You're going to finish it. You're going to see the story and you're going to move on. Yep. But I am a single player story bitch. Like that's my, those are my games without so. really trying. I, I nearly platinumed it. Um, oh, I'm sure. Again, those those games are not hard. Yeah. I got to the end um, and looked, up, looked through my stuff, and I had pretty much all the shit filled out. I uh, Another game that we both played that I, again, had recommended to Tony here was Slay the Spire. What, what did you, uh, you... You like that Slay the Spire, Tony? I like it. I don't know that it's, I like it enough that it is going to take up my TV gaming time. This is... To you, felt like a mobile game, right? It should be a mobile or better, game. Yeah. Or better suited for a mobile game. I would play the fuck out of it at work, for sure. Um, to, to me, it, it's too much like three or four other games that are on mobile already to like bother to play it on my TV. Um, when I could be playing any number of games that I'll get to that I've played. But it, it is fun. It's unique. Um, it's a it's a card brawler, but it, it has like its own style. I like that you have to set up your defense, set up your your offensive movers based on, and it resets every time. Right. I like I like the 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 dungeon crawling aspect of you get to like choose your own adventure type path, um, and right. you can you can only plan so far ahead. So like you think you might be on a good path, and then your path turns into like you got to face like two elites in a row, and you're like fuck my life. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Um, no story, real roguelike. I mean, it's yeah, just a it you lose, you reset, you move on, and, and it doesn't feel like it's it's at least not commanding a lot of your time. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm here if you want to play. Like right. that was the game that I, if I had twenty thirty minutes, I would throw on, play a couple rounds, and call it a day. Yeah, I I might go back to it on a on a lull just because I only played that first character. Did you, did you make it all the way through the spire? I 
I got all. Well, no, I didn't finish it, but I got all three characters. I played a round of each character to oh, unlock all three. Okay, yeah, I only unlocked you that don't have second to f- character. I only played the yeah. warrior guy. Um, yep, you play the. You don't have to finish it. If you just play one round of with that character, it will unlock the other one. Oh, that's the third character is a little weird. Like it's way the third character is a lot more. There's a lot more going on there. This this game reminds me quite a bit of like Card Apocalypse, um, which is uh, an iOS game, um, but it's it's very similar, like the card battler and and um, roguelike. Yeah, yeah. You add cards as you win more battles, things like that. So it it made me want to buy uh, SteamWorld Quest, oh, which okay. happened to be on sale um, on the Switch. So I went out and bought that on the Switch, uh, the Hand of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Um, which I'm really hoping doesn't end up on Game Pass because I feel like it might because the other two were on there. Right. Um, I have yet to play it, but I went out and bought that because I I like everything SteamWorld does. SteamWorld Dig One and Two. Yep. Um, SteamWorld Heist. So I started playing Pokemon uh, Shield. And I haven't put it down. It's fucking addicting. I'm I'm real into it, uh, and I think that you would be too. You know, I, I I think I don't I don't want to say this for sure because I don't know. My time with Pokemon games might have come and gone. I thought so too, man. But this this game like, does enough. I thought let's it. I thought let's go was gonna grab me, and it didn't. Like same. I played it for like five or ten hours, and I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's Pokemon. Th- I did Nothing's the same changed. thing. This is different though. Um. I wish it had voice acting, and I know I heard yeah. that complaint going into it because it it really could use it, um, or at least like some voice of some sort, uh, even if it's like banjo kazooie, like wah, 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 wah. um, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like seeing some of these new Pokemon with some of the old Pokemon, um, I think one of the biggest things that I hate about traditional Pokemon games has been solved which is there's xp share automatically yeah i mean that's been like that's um, been there for a while yeah that that gives you haven't me... played you haven't played a portable though for a while no, have you i haven't, I haven't played yeah. a pokemon title since probably like gen 5 it's been a while um but yeah the xp share makes a big difference because oh, it, yeah. it, it encourages me to actually use my pokemon you know what i mean like see here oh yeah um but it's fun, like it's it's a good balance between some of the original OG Pokemon, a few of the generations scattered in, and then brand new Pokemon. Um, I really like, like it. Looks great. I, I think you know it does get shit on for some some muddy uh, graphics and some assets, but like generally, I'm like, God damn, this looks good. Like it's fucking great to see a vibrant Pokemon game on my TV. Like that's cool. Um, so I think the last, I guess the last one I think I might have played was X and Y. That might have been back, pretty close. Six Gen, twenty thirteen, three DS. But I want to say that was, they had the uh, um, XP share in that, and that's what I was like, holy shit! I don't have to worry about flip flopping all my people, okay. and it was just it made such a big difference. They, anyway, they sorry. just gave it some quality of life improvements. Like I, I, I just remember like back in the days of Red Blue and like uh, uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver and all that stuff that like. I remember you start off and it's like you basically can only play one or two Pokemon, get them leveled up and they have to kind of carry you. There's no XP share. You start off with like fucking no money. Uh, in this game, you start off with like 30,000. Uh, Pokebucks. Poke, like, I don't even know what they're <laughs> Whatever called. it's called. You start yeah, off with 30,000 bucks and it's like you can buy potions. You can buy Pokeballs. So like I literally am making an effort to catch every Pokemon that I come across just because I like 
I kind of want to fill out the Pokedex. Um, and I, I'm flush with cash, man. Like, it's great. Um, You're fucking John Ralphio in this bitch yeah, or what? Dude, absolutely. Flush with cash. With cash. <laughs> Money, please. That's a good call. So good. Henry, Henry Winkler. Yep. Man. Um, I don't see you get to be their dad anyway. Yeah. Sorry. So... I, <laughs> I'm doing good on it. Uh, I think that the the rival character is really good. So, like, basically the whole plot of the story is you're in this new region that they have huge arena battles. Um, Soccer stadiums. Yes, like huge, like hundreds of thousands of people. And there's an undefeated champion, of course. Some of, the, some of it's very Pokemon. It's all Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's and, really uh, changed. The champion's brother is, like, your best friend. So you get endorsed by the champion. Uh, he's the only, you two are the only people that he's ever endorsed to participate in this gym challenge where you've been selected to go to the gyms and get the badges and then maybe fight the champion or whatever. Right. So it's a little bit untraditional from the regular Pokemon, um, cliches, but, uh, the character, like he's not your rival, right? Like you guys battle regularly, but he's like a fun dude. He helps you out shit like that. Um, right. I don't know when they made this change, but you know, like the TMs you used to get and you could teach one Pokemon, one move one you time. You can use it for they're They're oh yeah. They're all the time. I think that's great. And, and they're like kind of all over and they're relevant to yeah. where you're at. It's not like, okay, how do I go find fly? Like, how do I go find surf? It, it, yeah. it became less of a, like a, a search and find mechanic to like, <laughs> Hey, it's just here. Yeah. And there's, there's tie-ins to the let's go franchise. Like, sure. There's one spot you stop in. And, and if you talk, it's kind of cool just to stumble upon certain things. Like if you talk to this one girl, she's like, Oh, you had the let's go interactive experience. Here's a Pikachu. Um, and it's like, far as I know, it's the only time you can get Pikachu in the game so far. Uh, and then there's another person that's like, Oh, you had the let's go experience. Here's Eevee. So if you played Eevee or if you play Pikachu, you get those. I play both of them. So I got both of them now, but, um, I'm just having a good time playing with my fire Pokemon starter, uh, it's a fight, fire fighting type, which I like. And then, like, I caught an Arcanine uh, or a Growlithe, I mean. That's been fun. Uh, I had that Pikachu. So, like, I'm having a good time just swapping out. Um, and I'm kind of getting into, like, ooh, I like this Pokemon. I'll look up when it levels and, like, when it evolves and what kind of moveset it has to see if I want to continue to train it, you know? So it's good, you know, like I have a I have a well-rounded team. I have not even really fucked with the wild zone, which is what everybody raves about. Um I haven't really you get introduced to it really quickly, but you're low level and you don't have a lot of shit, so you kind of zoom right past it. But I haven't gone back to it, so that'll be something I I think we'll probably fucking dive in the deep end of it pretty soon. Sure. Really good game. Well, I'd recommend it cuz like it does suck you in, man. I need something to suck me. What uh, what else what else you been playing? Uh Call of Duty. Yeah, I saw you playing some Call of Duty today on the Xbox. Yeah, we were Are you playing single player or were you playing multi? No, we had a squad and Did you? Nice. We went to that ship map 
Have you played that? Oh, Shipwreck? Yeah, the literal square that's just chaos constantly. It's people pop off for like 100 kills. I got got real good with a shotgun. (laughs) That's all I get. Yeah, that's all you need because you're literally fucking just wrecking bitches the whole time. It's a fun map, but it gets old fast. But it's like you can spawn and immediately just get wrecked. I played one game. Like we played a few games there. And then I was like, dude, fuck. I I was telling the guys I was playing with from work. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to load in with. A submachine gun with a sixty round clip, or an assault rifle with a sixty round clip, and an LMG with like a ninety round clip. And I'm literally anytime that I spawn, I'm just gonna hold the left, so I just circle around. And I'm just gonna shoot. And I did that the entire game. I still got like twenty three kills. Yeah, it's a fun map. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, Call of Duty is good. I watched the entire Witcher series uh, on Netflix. Henry Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great, man. Like I thought it was. I thought he's awesome. Sounds and looks exactly like Geralt from from The Witcher Three. Um, That's something I'm excited to be able to watch. I think while I play, I'm going to try to really dive into watching that and playing some Switch games when I'm on vacation. Yeah. Uh, and then I started watching, and I'm up through almost the end of season two of The Good Place. Such a good show. I'm so glad you're watching it. It's pretty. Fu- it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. It, here's what I figured out about it that I that was really intriguing is, um, so you know in the office, right? Uh, uh-huh. Dwight's created by the same guy. Dwight's cousin Mose. Yep. Is actually like he wrote like most of the office episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, he created and wrote almost like all of the Parks and Rec episodes. He created okay. that series. And then he created The Good Place. So it's like, <laughs> uh, it turns out he's like a really famous Hollywood writer and really successful too. So once I, once I, so I was going to watch yeah, it anyway. Yeah, Michael, Michael Schur yeah, yeah. is the guy that did that, uh, right? I was going to watch it anyway, and then once I saw like some video that talked about him like creating this legacy of, of shows over multiple generations of TV, I was like, fuck Just yeah. fantastic shows, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm into it. Um, Kristen Bell's like really good in it. Uh, She's hilarious. And it's the last season. I think this is the last season they're doing. Uh, yeah, so Except- season three's on Netflix, but I think they're only doing the fourth season. <laughs> Final episode is set to air January 30th of next year. Yeah. It's, it, there's only so much you can do, man. Like I, I was, I mean, yeah, the, the, the plot of what it is can't, you're not, you're not going to spin out this into like 13 seasons. Yeah. The second, the second season where he's doing like all the experiments and like basically rebooting it <laughs> all the time. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I fucking yeah. love Ted Danson too. And I didn't know yeah, he was in it. He's so, so good. <clears throat> You you had been talking about it, and the only thing I knew about it was Kristen Bell. But like once I learned who wrote yeah. it, and Ted Danson's in it, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yep, yep. My Rudolph has a pretty good cameo for a couple episodes. He's yep. real good. Yep. Uh, it, the the show is just excellent. Who's it's who's the really, guy? Really who's the guy from like Step Brothers or whatever? Um, he plays like the bad the bad guy boss. Oh yeah, uh, I, I can't about. think of him. You, but yeah, I can't think of what you're talking. Yeah, I know you're talking. Dobak's brother. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. Um, it's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, Derek. His name is Derek, Derek in, yes. in that. Yeah, it's in that movie. Yeah. Um, fuck. He's in Parks and Rec. Why can't I think of what his name? I is? know. Adam, I can't think of it. Adam what? It's Adam something. I don't know. Adam Schaefer. Fuck. Adam Schaefer. Get out of here. I don't know. Anyway, good place is great. Yep. Uh, good show. I think that's it for me, really. Is that is that everything you've been playing? I've been playing a fuckload of Hearthstone. I don't want to hear about Hearthstone. Oh man, Adam Scott got there. Adam Scott. Okay, good. So good. Yep. Who's in? So great. Um, Yeah, Hearthstone. 
Don't care. It's good. Whatever. Play it. Nope. Never. Don't yeah. want to do it. We're, we're um, dragging I think our feet only, right now. Uh, no, I've, I mean, I got a couple other things. I played Luigi's Mansion quite a bit. Okay. I think I'm like two hours away from being done with that. I'm on floor 13. I think there's 15 floors and maybe a bad guy to get to. Um, the thing I'll say about Nintendo games, because I, I, I need to get to my game of the year at some point, Fuck is yeah, every, every Nintendo game, every, all the big Nintendo games that I played this year, uh, a.k.a. Luigi's Mansion 3 and Yoshi's Crafted World, definitely overstay their welcome. Like, they sure. pad those games... They pad those games way too much, and I I love both of those games, but I would have been happy to be done with those games three to five hours earlier than I than I am currently. So um, Luigi's great. I was laughing my ass off earlier when I was doing stuff because it's so it's just so cute and fun. But I could have I could have been done with that game three hours ago and been happy. That seems to be like the trend for Nintendo, like altogether. It's like they're over they're overproducing stuff. Yeah, like I I remember yeah. playing Mario Odyssey and I felt the same way towards yeah. towards the end. Like I just wanted to finish it. You're just like I'm Breath, ready. Breath of the Wild is you can definitely go down that rabbit hole with that game. Like there's like a thousand fucking little things to find in Breath of like literally a thousand little yeah. things to find in Breath of the Wild if you want to complete it. Jesus Christ, it's so expensive. It's a lot. Yep. Um, and then as far as what I have been watching, uh, the wife and I threw on, of course, that 70 show yesterday as, as we were organizing the bedroom, she put together the last two nightstands. Um, I was going through some boxes of bullshit, just kind of getting the house cleaned up a little bit more. Um, but I mean, that 70 show still stands the test of time. That is still one of the greatest sitcoms ever, yeah, ever made. Definitely. Um, I, I love the fuck out of that, uh, out of that show. Uh, I still need to watch that Goldberg and, uh, Steve Austin interview on WWE. It was I pretty good, that. man. It was pretty I'm excited good. to watch that. Um, I need to make sure that I get, uh, get a hold of that. Uh, I also listened to all of giant bombs game of the year coverage, wow. uh, which is a lot of hours. That's like 20 it's hours. a lot. Yeah, I commit to that stuff though to make sure that I that I absorb it. Um, and they basically yeah, talk about just, like every fucking game that came out this year. Yeah, like they they they've done it a different way almost every time they've done it in the last however many years I've been listening to those guys. And I do like this format where they literally just go down the list of every game that got released, pull out the ones that they want to talk about and showcase, and then they do like three or four award categories and then the big one. Yeah. And that's really cool. So who did they um, who did they pick? Uh, spoilers, The Outer Wilds is their game of the year. Not The Outer Worlds. Correct. Outer Wilds, the game that you hate. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, I think it sucks. Yeah, Outer, Outer is Wilds weird, is... I, I remember Brad shitting on it for the mechanics. No, no. He loved... I mean, he said he, like, fucking cried at Outer Wilds. Like, he loves that, that shit. Him, Vinny, Abby, Dan, they were... Uh, the only person that was, like... I remember saying, like, Jeff was just like... And, and I think Jeff's a lot... Yeah. Jeff's a lot like I think I am with uh, with how he feels about shit, um, which is to say the I don't want to say that he's unimaginative, but that's exactly why I couldn't get into Breath of the Wild is like there's no direction. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And that's really, uh, really, I think what this ended up coming down to was there's not a whole lot of direct Hey, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You kind of got to figure it out on your own. Right. And he kind of talked about that towards the end of it. But yeah, it was Outer Wilds and then Control was their number two. I as soon as that goes like 15, 20 bucks, I'll buy it. Control. Outer Wilds? No, oh, Control. Control. God, it's so good. Outer Wilds is on Game I, Pass, baby. Yeah, I know. It's I've downloaded it. I've just I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, that um Apex, Mortal Kombat 11, Resident Evil 2, Bloodstained, Ring Fit. 
Yeah. Call of Duty, Disco Elysium, and Judgment. I've got MK11. Um, that'll probably be, I don't know how long Pokemon's going to take me or how much of my life it's going to suck up. But I don't remember if MK11 won Best Story, but it was up there for Best Story, which is crazy. Uh, oh, but man, anyway. the last two Mortal Kombat's have been amazing. Yeah, this is apparently real, real good. So yeah. uh, that's kind of it. I mean, uh, it's it's been busy around here. Obviously, Christmas, and now we're heading towards New Year's. So it's just been a been a long time. Been a lot, been a lot of work getting this house kind of settled in. But uh, yeah, still ha- somehow found time to see fucking a bad Star Wars movie twice. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. What a what a bad time. I want to go see Uncut Gem. Yeah, I would like to see that also. Uh, I still need to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eh, it was good. We're we're gonna hit this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna really strive in from game of the year into movie of the year here really soon. Yeah. Where I hit this mode where I just want to watch all the Oscar nominees and it's gonna Ooh. be really bad. I don't I don't do that. Did you buy Joker yet? Is that out? It is out. I haven't bought it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Because it's like to, though. I just like I know from watching the movie trends that it's gonna be ten bucks in like three weeks. Every movie's ten bucks like a month after it comes out. So well, DC movies, at least Marvel movies, definitely yeah. don't go cheap. Well, yeah, they're like fucking. They're they're like the Nintendo of video or of movie. Right. They don't discount their shit. But listen, this yeah, has Uncut been the Gems DTS really podcast. Good. It has been. It's a hard stop because I need some water and I got to piss. I would like another beer and to pee and then to figure out what we're doing next. Okay. So love you, love you, love you all. Thanks for being here with DTS us. DTS podcast. I'm, I'm Tony. I'm Derek. I'm Tony. We out here. We out here. We are out here. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.